and welcome to another episode of Observer Report. Hey out there, we are Jason Simmons talking to you right now, and across me virtually, Jack Smith. Hello! This is Observer Report. This is the show where in which we see things and we tell you how we feel about them. And hopefully you agree, and if you disagree, that's cool too, because, <laughs> you know, you're a person, you have your own opinions. We're open that's to opinions. That's what all about, Okay. I'm easily swayed, quite frankly. <laughs> if you give me a decent argument, I'll be like, you know what? I think you might be right. You know what? There are certain things. There's a lot that I'm willing to just be swayed on or like listen to opinions on, but there are hills I will die on, goddammit. Same. Same. <laughs> All right? Like, sometimes I don't know what those hills are until I get to them. Same. <laughs> I can tell you forever that that show, How I Met Your Mother, was garbage. And that's fair. That is that is your line in the sand, and that is fair that mm-hmm. if you do not want to cross that. Yep. yep. Um, yeah, there, there, there are certain shows where I'm like, you know what? This might be trash, but I'll defend it to the day I die. <laughs> but it's my trash. <laughs> it's my <laughs> hot, hot garbage, and I never asked you to, to come and taste it. So. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <clears throat> I have so much to tell you. But please, I, I feel like I need to like build up to it. So oh, please, you got to charge this one up. I am very excited. Yes, you, so please start a lot. Um, okay, um, I will start it off with something that I saw uh, a few weeks ago, and it was you know what? It started off so hot and then got so cold at the end. Oh no! Uh, the movie Bushwick, um, starring Brittany Snow and Dave Bautista. Those are not names I would think. <laughs> <laughs> When you said Brittany Snow, I don't know what I expected to follow that, (laughs) but it was not former wrestler Dave Bautista. (laughs) But I do love him. Like, hearing those names, you don't know what kind of movie this is. Is hearing the name of the movie Bushwick? Like, is it about, like, uh, a young hipster moving into this uh, older man's neighborhood (laughs) and not appreciating it? Yeah. If you queried that, you'd be kind of right. Or, uh, like, some kind of camping trip, but also it's Britney Snow. So are we singing? I was picturing <laughs> Pitch Perfect, and then you said Dave Bautista, and I was like, nope, different movie. <laughs> uh, the underground singing competition slash fight clubs that happened mm-hmm. in Brooklyn. Oh, man, that'd be great. I want to see that movie. Um, no, Bushwick is the story of uh, a civil un- a, an uprising that is happening in, uh, in the United States. And one of the battlegrounds being uh, Bushwick, New York. Oh. Um, there's an, a clandestine force attacking civilians in the streets of Bushwick. And it's all about Dave Bautista and Brittany Snow escaping the violence that's happening in the streets uh, and getting to uh, an extraction point to be taken out of the city. I have many questions. I am ready. When was this made? This was made like 2017. This is like three years ago. So, oh, okay. He was already an established Marvel yeah entity right he had already done the pitch perfect movies like these are two people who have like you know done some stuff people want to see okay so this is a movie it oh boy i never even heard of it did they just get buried um it was like straight to netflix kind of thing it, it, okay. it wasn't like it gotcha. was this was not a theatrical release at all um and it's an action movie. It is an action movie. Uh, you don't okay. get Dave Pisa to tap dance. Let me tell you that. <laughs> he, was, he was recently in the movie where he's a spy and he's teamed up with a little girl. Did not that home. ever come out? I did not see that come to theaters at all. Not that I, I, 
like was dying to see it, obviously, um, from my exci- the excitement in my voice, which was very apparent just now. Um, Here's no, the thing. I, I totally would have watched it. And I, <laughs> there was, um, I don't think I would have known about it, except there was a poster for it at my bus stop that I would see every day. And every day I'd just be like, oh, Dave, <laughs> uh, can't wait till this is somewhere free so I can watch it and not tell anybody about it. <laughs> and just laugh and have a grand old time because it's basically... Was it the pacifier that was Dwayne the Rock Johnson, where he was like a tough guy with kids? No, that was Vin Diesel, where he was a tough guy with kids. That the pacifier. So I but, get my bald, beautiful bald man mixed up. I'm but sorry. Dwayne Johnson has also been in movies where he's a tough guy with kids. Listen, He's very. Um, yes, I. One where he was like a football player. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. I enjoy a team up with an adorable small child and a beautiful big man. Look, the the path has been carved by Dwayne The Rock Johnson as far as like, hey, were you a wrestler? Do you need to appeal to a wide fan base? This is the way. Let me show you. First, you do your Disney movies, all right? And then you become like the rejuvenation juice for like dying franchises. And then you get to call your shots in Disney movies, okay? Oof. Um, Follow-up question. How mm-hmm. is Brittany Snow in an action movie? She's fine. Her character is very annoying. So I guess oh. like the, to describe a bit more of the movie, it's all done, like the gimmick of it is supposed to be it's all one single shot. Like, oh, boy. We're never trying to break the continuity, but like the, the breaks and gaps are pretty obvious. Like, why are we hanging out <laughs> the wall for like, a second and a half? Like, oh, okay, this is a cut. Like, which is fine. Dave, Dave just had to catch his breath, all right, guys? He has <laughs> asthma. Leave him alone. <laughs> Like it's it all takes place over the like over a couple of blocks and like these are two people who are united by fate kind of. Uh, it starts out with like you know Brittany Snow and her boyfriend played by Jaime from Broad City who is wonderful. I love that guy. Oh, I don't um, know who that is. Ah, uh, gosh. Um, he has his own show on uh, Comedy Central right now. Nice. But that's beside the point. Uh, they're hanging out in the subway and then like they hear an explosion upstairs and like her boyfriend is lit a flame and she's like set to the streets to like find her grandmother and like go home. And she bumps into Batista and he's like, I'm going to Hoboken. She's like, help me find my grandma. And the movie takes off from there. <laughs> I'm, I'm in Jason. I'm in. <laughs> I want a big, handsome, strong man to help me find my grandma. Like I think it'll be some- tough cause she's dead, but <laughs> oh, we'll try. <laughs> Is this just your way of entrapping a big, strong man? Yes, one thousand percent to just run around with me all day and hopefully fall in love with me by the end of it. One hundred percent. I've got something to confess. There is no grandma in this scenario. It doesn't matter because I love you. Yes. All right. Yes. <laughs> um. But yeah, it's supposed to parallel like a uh, Little Red Riding Hood and the Big Bad Wolf, I believe. Oh. It's like what it's trying to do. What? Um. But whether or not it achieves that, it kind of does, I guess, but like ostensibly. But yeah, like it. She's fine as an action person in the movie. Like the whole, her character is supposed to be someone that doesn't know how to use a gun and like is uncomfortable in like you know violent situations. Of course, and yeah. Dave Batista is like you know the ex-military man. I was just gonna ask <laughs> if he's ex-military because oh, he had absolutely. to either be ex-military or an ex-cop or something. Absolutely, he's an ex-medic, and like he's patching up wounds and like. Yeah, he's he's reluctantly helping her, like, get to this day, and, like, they find her sister, and it is... A, she a, went to find her grandma instead of her sister? Her sister was a young lady who was, like, you know, fine, who was just smoking weed all day and, like, getting high. I heard, like, these neighbors won't stop playing Call of Duty. <laughs> it's like, there's an actual war happening outside your window. Interesting. 
Um, and also, there's a very, like, liberal bend to it. It's like all the red states apparently, like, teamed up to start the second civil war. And that's what's actually been happening outside the window the entire day. I mean, at this <laughs> point, it's not far from possibility. It really is. Frankly. Um, interesting. It's a very weird movie, and it starts off so strong. Like, the action is, like, right there. But then about, like, 30 minutes in, it slows down, and it keeps mm. slowing down. It's like, ah, uh, guys... I mean, it's hard to keep that momentum yeah, in anything, totally. but it starts off really strong, but gets pretty cold by the end. That's how I felt about it. Okay, so spoiler alerts for this movie that most people didn't know exists. Um, question. It's on Netflix, by the way. It's all on Netflix. Oh, cool. Um, when you say that it's supposed to like parody like the Little Red Riding Hood story, is mm-hmm. Dave Pat- Bautista end up being a bad guy? No, he's like the huntsman. Like he's the, oh. the guy with like the axe who's like helping little red little red riding hood get through like the woods. I forgot that that is a character in the stories. I don't know <laughs> my fairy tales well to be perfectly honest with you. No, it's totally fine. Okay. <laughs> also, who older than 7 remembers like the actual full story? Probably a lot of parents out there, but who am I to judge? Yeah. Um, hmm, but no, okay. it's it's totally fine. Um yeah. It's fine. I wouldn't recommend it because it's just, it gets so lame at the end. Mm. But it starts off super strong. Those first 30 minutes are, like, really exciting. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Um, speaking of wrestlers, Jason. hmm I watched Moana. <laughs> oh, for the first time? No, for the second time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Even I, still. I'm really yeah. trying to utilize that Disney Plus account. I'm, we got to, you know? I'm very, I'm enjoying it more than I thought I would, because I was just like, I'm only going to watch The Mandalorian. Is it worth it? But, like, I'm really enjoying it. Um, and I watched Moana years ago, but then I was like, and, of course, I, like, downloaded a song about, from it on my phone or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back and watch this movie. I have no idea what compelled me, but I did. And you know what, Jason? I really enjoyed it the second time around. Good. Great. I downloaded more songs from the soundtrack. <laughs> Very catchy. Um, and it looks so good. Um, man, The Rock is just so gosh darn charming, even in cartoon form. He is. He's very, very charming. Yeah. And also, just a side note of the music, Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote most of those songs, I believe. He wrote at least some of them. He sings on one of them, which I downloaded. Um, <laughs> and it's great. It, I I found it enjoyable. There's always that weird darkness that's in every you know Disney movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some slow bits. It could probably be at least like 10 minutes shorter. But overall, very enjoyable. As she tries to Return the heart of Tafiti to the mountain so stuff stops dying, generally. Or she has yeah. to go get uh, the rock <laughs> to go and do that thing. And I was just so proud of her because, quite frankly, you're sending a teenager into just the ocean. Just the ocean. Not even another country. She's just going out on the ocean on like a couple of logs. Yeah. To, you know, save humanity. What? This is the most epic movie ever. But okay, and, sure. And I love that she does it 
you know, of her own free will. It wasn't mm-hmm. like she was like required. Her village didn't even ask her to. Yeah. She was like, I'm going to do this on my own. She didn't do it for love. She didn't do it for oh. a boy. Like, yes. it's like, no, my people need saving and I'm going to save them if and no one else can step up and do it. Chose her, which is a lot of pressure because an entire <laughs> thing chose you. Like, it's, uh, you know, ocean puts a lot of pressure on people, but that's what the ocean does. You know, you get too Turns deep. out, yeah. Um, I like it. But uh, fantastic, like, music throughout. Um, great music. Voices that you wouldn't expect, like uh, uh, Jermaine Clement. Yes. Uh, oh, he, his song was really fun. And that is, part of the movie is so colorful. And that must have been enjoyable. dazzling in theaters. Like, yes. I didn't see it in theaters, but that Me must either. have been something. I agree. It looked great on my television. I like, it. Yeah, like, that was... I don't want a Moana 2. No. But I want more stories like that, of, like of a people in a culture that, like, I don't normally see movies of, you know? Okay. Like, this movie, like, really, not not deeply explored, but showed you, like, hey, here's Hawaiian culture, yeah. Hawaiian myth and lore, yes. like, and presenting that to you, like, you know, in a fun, high production value way, like... The lore yes. was really fun and interesting, and, like, they presented to you in a song that's super catchy, and you don't realize, like, oh, yeah, no, this is, this is awesome. And oh, also, hey. the best part of that whole movie, for me, was... Uh, all of Maui, the rocks, uh, tattoos all over him. That's also a little cartoon mm-hmm. that bops around his body, and like it tell his whole body like tells a story. Mm, which I mean, it does in many ways, Jason. <laughs> um, but uh, so yeah, that was really it was really well done, and I like the idea of little kids taking that in without even realizing how much they're learning. Just something a bit topical, I guess. A few weeks ago uh, on the Rock's Instagram, he put up like uh, a video of him watching uh, Moana with like, you his know, daughter. His, his daughter and like she's singing yeah. along and she's really enjoying it. And she doesn't know that he's the voice yes. of Maui. And it's I just, have like, seen all of these videos. <laughs> it is just wonderful. Like, and he's singing along and she's looking back and he's like, what, what's, what's going on? Like, and just playing along with her. It's really wonderful. That is actually kind of what propelled it because he has posted a couple of those videos of him singing his song to her because she really enjoys that song. And then at the end of it, he'll just be like, Tia, is uh, Daddy Maui? And she just goes, no. And he goes, (laughs) okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) You want me to sing again? She goes, yep. And he just goes and do it again. Um, And it's so funny and she's so cute. Um, I think that might have actually been kind of what was the motivation for me to watch that movie again. His charm. Pure <laughs> charm. And that's why they hire him, all right? He's not the highest paid actor in Hollywood for nothing. Is all he right? really? Um, you know, before all this, yes. Um, after wow. all this, probably still. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, because it's not necessarily that he has a high asking price. It's just that mm-hmm. he has a high volume of work within a year. That's he true. may have two to three films a year and asking like a certain amount of money for those films. And it's like, well, you should have just made more movies. I don't know what to tell you, other people. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he he takes a lot of work, and he has a solid price that he asks for. Mm. And his movies make a lot of money. Like yeah. He's not in anything that's not a blockbuster. He's not in this indie. He's not in indie darlings. Like <laughs> his movies make money. True, true, true. true. Uh, what else you got? Um, I also went ahead and watched uh, a nice little Australian film mm. um, called The Sapphires, um, starring Chris O'Dowd. <laughs> Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember yeah. that. Um, uh, let me bring up some other names here because I don't want to just shout out the one white dude in the movie. 
of brown people. Um, one second. Ooh, my camera's went a little bit. Um, yeah, Chris O'Dowd, Deborah Mailman, um, uh, Tanika Lonesboro. It's it's basically the story of Aboriginal women uh, mm-hmm. in the nineteen sixties who went to Vietnam to essentially start yes. a soul career. Uh, movies came out in 2012. Um, mm-hmm. It's written by like the child of one of these uh, soul singers. No way, that's cool. Yeah, but it's basically it. It is very revelatory of like things that I didn't really know too much about in Australia, like mm-hmm. uh, the degree to which racism and segregation occurred there. To the point, oh, where, yeah, like they took uh, passing Aboriginal children uh, and like took them from their families and put brought them into white schools and you like what essentially stripped them of their culture and their language and just brought them into these places to <sighs> indoctrinate them to their society. Jesus Christ. Yeah, like that is like the really harsh and real part of it. Yeah. Um but but it the movie's a little uh uneven in the mm-hmm. sense that like it shows you that stuff, but it is ostensibly a comedy mm-hmm. about like these uh this unlikely uh quartet of uh, family members, they're like all either sisters or cousins oh. that, you know, go to Vietnam and like have like a good degree of success as like these singers in wartime. Mm. Um, but it is uneven in the way that it treats the comedy versus like the reality of the situation versus it's like a the, the backdrop of a war. It's like, it is a lot to straddle and like it feels a little uneven sometimes. Like, oh, that was funny, but like, oh, that was like really tough and it, they don't really seem to blend together all that well gotcha. the, to the, the different tonal parts of it. Um, but it's definitely worth a watch. Like, mm. I really enjoyed my time watching it. I, I felt like I learned something that I didn't know before. Um, Chris O'Dad is very funny in it. Um, and he has a good chemistry with, uh, what is her name here? Uh, with, ooh, why can't I remember? Oh, uh, Deborah Mailman. Mm. Um, she, they have, like, really good chemistry. And it just feels like, oh, these two get together. And this is like what Crystal Dad did, like right after like Bridesmaids, which I feel like mm. was his was his big break, along with like so many other people's. Totally. Um, so it's like, oh, what a cool project to choose, like right after you know this very big successful Hollywood film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, but it's also on Netflix, uh, available there. And I had to go to like my sister's like Netflix account to like see it because the goddamn algorithm would never recommend something like this to me. It would just be like, you want to see some more anime nerd? You big nerd? You want to see more of that? Like, no, I want to see a moving film about <laughs> historical events that happen to black people across the world. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's, yeah, that, it is really frustrating. And I feel like unless you can, I mean, we've talked about it before, but it really only presents to you, like, I don't know, maybe 60 different things to watch. And then yeah. unless you know to look for something, it, there's thousands of things there that I'll just never even know exist. Because, um, I mean, I don't have a solution to it. But, yeah, it's kind of a lot. Like, whenever someone says, like, oh, Netflix doesn't have anything, they're, they're kind of right. You are 50% right in saying that. Because <laughs> it, it won't show you everything that it possibly has. It is yeah. an uncurated mess, and I don't know how to fix it. <laughs> Me neither, because I also don't want 50,000 thumbnails. Right. So, yeah. It's either, no like, answer. here's this trickle, or here's the entire C. Yeah. But I don't know. I what else have you been watching? Um, I have been watching... Um, Again, Disney Plus. I have been watching the Clone Wars, the animated series. Um, um, 
a question. Which Clone Wars? Is it the 3D animated series or the 2D animated series? The one that the the series the last season was this year. Oh, okay, so the 3D one. Yes. Uh, yes. Go on. I have something to tell you after you've told me what you told me. Um. So I find myself just enjoying the Star Wars universe very much, and I've been looking for something to watch. Um, I can only rewatch The Mandalorian so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's a lot of times because I just keep picturing Pedro Pascal underneath the helmet. Um, <laughs> but I, I also was trying to find something with the right tone because I want it to be something light that doesn't stress me out, but right. also not so light that it's garbage. Right. Um, and let me tell you something. Clone Wars really is just, it's itching that scratch. Wait, what? I don't Flip think it. that makes it. What? <laughs> um, but uh, it's it took me a minute because I had tried watching it in the past and it wasn't quite working for me and it took me a couple episodes to get into it um, because some of the I didn't understand the structure of it really until I got into like kind of well into the first season of just like oh okay so every episode you're kind of just dropped into it some of them will the story will span you know, a couple of episodes, but for the most part, it's just like, um, the, the Republic, the Republic is blah, blah, blah. And they're rebelling and blah. And like, mm-hmm. you just kind of dropped into a situation. And then Anakin Skywalker just comes in with his little Padawan chick who wears a tube top. I can't even, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> and they just go in and it's kind of like, um, it's kind of just a bad guy of the week. It's like a space cop show almost. Yeah, <laughs> space, in many ways. Space ninjas, because there's always, I mean, it's often, it's like the same set of bad guys, but there's just another bad thing happening somewhere else. And so they just are shipped off to there and take care of it. There's a new problem. Um, so it's fun to see that expanded universe. I'm really starting to like the characters a lot. Mm-hmm. Um it's good enough that it keeps my attention, but it also doesn't take itself so seriously. That I'm just like, Bleh, and I don't get stressed out by it. Um, and often, basically, whenever it's not human beings that you're looking at, it, it looks really good. And like a lot of the like outer space shots, when it's just like ships in space, it looks mm-hmm. amazing. It's so good. And I'll be sitting there, and I'll cut, all of a sudden I'll cut to space. I'm just like, oh, my God, that looks so awesome. Um, so I'm really quite impressed by it. And I heard it gets even better as you go on. So I am enjoying that very much. I have a couple, like, I'll do, like, an episode or two a night. And I really uh, like yeah, that's awesome. I'm, I'm glad you're getting into it. Like, yeah. I myself haven't even delved very deeply into it. But what I've seen of it, I, I definitely like. Um, the show does a great job of, like, further fleshing out characters that you've maybe only seen like three in three movies. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Hey, like Obi-Wan had like a love interest at one point. Like, yes, he did in Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, like what were these clone troopers really about? And we'll focus on certain clones and certain groups of clones. It's like, Oh wow. Like this was like that kind of the structure of like, you know, how their military worked and, you know, backstories of certain individuals. Granted, they look like every other clone, but they are, a thinking, living, breathing, singular thing as well. It's it's an odd kind of commentary <laughs> about how 
um, disposable soldiers are in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and they make each and every single clone slightly different. One of them has like bleach blonde hair and I'm kind of into I it. I love that. I love yeah. that they like have the different physical they attributes. Have, yeah, they'll have different haircuts. They'll have different tattoos and stuff. And like different, some of them have different like little details on their uniforms. Um, so that's fun. Um, but yeah, I I do really like Obi-Wan Kenobi's character in it. He's the best. Um, they're starting to show, I'm like, I think I'm like halfway through season two at least. And you're starting to see little um, flashes of anger from Anakin Skywalker. That's just like, oh, oh, you're, you're getting a little, little angry there, bud. It's a little bit scary. Yeah. <laughs> and so they, they're starting to like drop little things in there. Um, so and it's interesting as part of like the larger universe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fun because it's mostly just adventures every episode, but it's also kind of thoughtful about things. Unfortunately, fucking Jar Jar Binks is in it sometimes. I'm just like, why is this fucking... He's so dumb. Why is he in this show? Nobody likes him. No one likes him. Kids He's don't so like him. Annoying. He doesn't sell toys. It's like, Ugh. this was your Chewbacca replacement? This guy? Unbelievable. Like, give me a new person and like he's also like a delegate or some shit like this man should not have any responsibilities he's mr magoo as a fucking alien because he just trips up and somehow like manages to save the day sometimes you're just like no he's dumb none of this was intentional what are you doing well to be honest that's a little bit realistic it's like how do some politicians get to be in the place that they are yeah they're dumb fucking luck like it's it is he is one of the most annoying things of star wars yeah luckily he's not in too many episodes Mm -hmm. he just kind of pops up here and there when fucking padme or whatever her name is is in there but uh overall it's been really fun what i wanted to to say is that uh before this like set of the clone wars like this mm-hmm. 3d animated version of it there were uh like 10 minute shorts that existed between uh episode two and three um okay. that were 2d animated they looked like samurai jack um they were done by jenny gendy tartakovsky who was the same guy that did dexter's lab and samurai jack and a bunch of other like you know uh well lauded uh animated shows mm-hmm. but they were so cool. Like the oh. animation that were done, that was done on them was so amazing. Like, oh, this is why Mace Windu's a badass. Like, oh, that's why General Grievous breathes with like a a, a, a terrible labored, mm. heavy breath because Mace Windu crushed his goddamn ribcage. Oh. That's cool. Like, oh, this is why Anakin is like you know a really good Jedi and very powerful because he murdered the crap out of this Sith in like a really horrible way. <laughs> Interesting. Are they still? available like on they Disney have Plus? been ripped from the internet <laughs> like oh, they no. don't exist there's a rice dispute over them but uh i do have with me like the first season of that so at some <gasps> point i'll like try to get that to you yeah that sounds yeah, i awesome. have that on like dvd so i'll try to get Amazing. that to you so you can just see cool 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 i like it what else um other things that i've been watching oh this is probably something i know that you watched um lovebirds uh on netflix i did not watch it Oh, with Ray and uh, Camilla and Johnny. Yeah, um, no, I haven't watched it yet. It is a lot of fun. Nice. Um, 
this was a movie that was supposed to come out in theaters. Um, however, due to COVID, it did not. Um, given, you know, that no one can go to a theater, mm-hmm. they found a different distribution route for it. So they went to Netflix, and Netflix bought the rights to it. Um, and I will expect to see more and more of that as the summer drags on. Totally. Um, some things that just can't, they're not, they didn't even go to, like the direct to, uh, I guess, streaming route where you can like buy it at an, at a higher price, like for 20 bucks. Yeah. That's really it. annoying. That feels like robbery. Um, and I appreciate them for trying to get this different distribution through Netflix, but business stuff aside, it was really fun. Um, it, it felt fun. like. It felt like their voices really came through. Nice. As far as like, hey, this is like, you know, Easter Ray style comedy. This is Camille Nanjiani style comedy. And it felt like their characters very well represented those two different, like, kinds of awkward, funny people. Awesome. Um, they're very cute together as a couple. Um, <laughs> um, I appreciate the internet coming out to, like, Camille Nanjiani. Mm, hello. Right? Like, there are people who are really, really feeling them. And this is even buff Camille. <laughs> yeah, it's pre buff. This is pretty buff Kamel. And yeah. like, I appreciate this whole other audience of people opening up to like, hello, Mr. Bearded Man. Um, and Issa Rae is gorgeous in it. Yes. She looks so good in it. Um, Always. But it's very funny. The basic story of this couple that's kind of on the rocks, they're definitely going to break up. Mm. But they witness a murder. <laughs> and them witnessing this murder and kind of running because they believe that they are suspects in this person's death mm-hmm. uh, is slowly bringing them together over a night of insane adventures and run-ins with police and sex cults, and uh, frat bros. It is very much a slapstick comedy, but it is, like, a fun relationship comedy. Like, they have some fun moments where, like, they discuss the nature of the relationship, and that feels like, oh, that feels, like, kind of real. Like, oh, yeah, I've been in situations like that. Um, That's what I'm hoping to do (laughs) with Dave Bautista when he and I have to go on the run (laughs) and over the course of, like, a day or two fall in love. It's really more of a documentary than anything else. What can I say? <laughs> a foretelling um, of my future. <laughs> uh, it's all set in uh, Louisiana to in New Orleans, which is like oh, kind of Oh, that's nice. cool. Yeah, finally a different place instead of Los Angeles or New York. I feel like a lot of things filmed there, but they don't say that they're in New Orleans. Like, yeah, yeah this is like Los Angeles. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> not at all. But um, it was cool that, you know, they were representative. Like, hey, this is being filmed in New Orleans. Like, these are people who are living in New Orleans. Um, so that was fun. Um, but yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I definitely recommend it. It was like in the top 10 on Netflix for like, you know, two weeks straight or something like that. Nice. Um, so good for them. I'm glad that they found a home. A home yeah. where someone can see it reasonably. Um, because I don't, I don't know who's out there paying 20 bucks a pop at like, you know, these movies that are decent. But maybe yeah. not worth $20. I wouldn't pay $20 to see this in a theater. 100%. That's what I was thinking of. Like, I don't think it would have done that great in theaters, but I think it would. It does and did great on Netflix, which totally makes sense. Yeah. Like, uh, there's some movies that are out there currently, like, 20 bucks on, on uh, Amazon, where it's like, oh, The Invisible Man. I'm not paying $20 to see this. Like, yeah, I'll wait no. until fall when it's free on, like, some streaming service. I wanted to see that movie Emma, but I was just like, oh, fuck you, I'm not... <laughs> I'm not paying twenty dollars for this. Get out of here. Um, I'm not scrambling for it. So it's also nice to see like an interracial couple and they're both brown people. Like yes. amazing. That's awesome. Okay, this happens. All right? Yeah, this is a thing that's real. One hundred percent. Oh, lovely. Um. So Jason, mm-hmm. we've gotten here. Okay. So. 
Um, when Hobbs and Shaw came out, I, I remember seeing the trailers for it in the theaters for other movies we were seeing, and it made me laugh so hard. And then I went with my friend Zen to go see it, and it was everything that I wanted it to be. So Zen is the only person who I've been seeing during this whole COVID thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if I didn't see her, I think I would lose my mind because I need something in my life. Um, and so we were looking for something to watch and fast eight came up and I was like, remember when we watched Hop and Sean, how that great that was? Let's check this out. I'm not going in the right direction, but it's fine. It doesn't matter. So we watched it. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, we need to go back and watch all of them, Jason. Jason. Welcome to the promised land. This is what I have been doing for the last like month is Zen will come over every Saturday. And we started with just watching one. And then we just started watching two of them. Double feature. <laughs> yes. Uh <laughs> Welcome to my religion. I'm so happy that you converted. Uh, <laughs> the only one I haven't seen now is Fast Set Thin. I have seen all the other ones because we went. So I saw it's so out of order. I saw Hobbs and Shaw, uh, Fate of the Furious, and then I went back for one through six. And okay, it isn't seven. Um, Fast One was just the. It was my fave so far in terms of just pure entertainment value because I, let me tell you something, Jason, when it was shown that, uh, Brian, yep. Mm -hmm. That he is a cop. Mind blown. Mind blown. (laughs) I love that by the time you're on the sixth or seventh one, you don't even realize like you're, you're law enforcement. How? You're you're an international spy thief, like because I remember you for the longest time, uh, being like I just want to because I think when I like was telling you that I was saw Hobbs and Shaw or like Fate or whatever, I was like I just want to remind people, but that this started off with DVD players being stolen and has gotten yes. to where it is now. <laughs> yes, and so, but though it's because I like to catch on to things late, in which. In this case, it's a series that is 20 years old. Um, I somehow have managed to avoid any spoilers over the fact that he was a cop. And so Zen watched my mind melt and was so entertained by it. Um, And, like, some of them, much of it is so predictable. But then in that first one... Because I was so into it and just not trying to predict because I was just letting it wash over me. Um, they, you can tell they're both going to try to hop these train tracks. And so they, and right before the train hits them, and they do. And it's great. And they're looking at each other. I think it's Vin and Brian or whatever. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, boom, the, one of them gets hit. His car gets sides, like T-boned. Mm-hmm. And in any other movie, I would have been like, of course that's going to happen. But in this one, I like had a physical like, wow, like reaction to it because I didn't see it coming because I was enjoying the just the hard eye contact moment that we were all having. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just so 
great. And I was so in and double tank tops guy, Vince is there and Vince he's always wearing the best two and the worst. tank tops. And I found that hilarious. <laughs> that when you first meet him, he's wearing like a camo tank top with a different like mesh black tank top. Mm-hmm. And then in his other scenes, he's wearing like, a plain one underneath and then the camel one over it. And I was just like, <laughs> these costume choices are perfection. Um, and the highlights that are happening on events. Everything is like the filters that they are, are filming these through are bananas and very like yellowy. And like, sometimes they're very greeny and like, I don't know what's happening, but it was just of all of them. It was so, so silly and fun and hilarious without intent without meaning to be hilarious and i so i was like this is great let's keep going the second one i was deeply disappointed by jason i watched this movie i don't even really remember it all i know is that vin was not in it and i was pissed oh yeah vin left the series to uh focus on the chronicles of riddick uh and you know further fleshing that storyline out so it's he funny was that you say that. Big for Fast and Furious. So I watched the second. We watched the second one, and I was like, I think I'm into Vin Diesel because I really missed him <laughs> during this film. Like, what's his face? Could not Paris? Paul Walker? No, Paul Walker is not charismatic enough to mm. pull off. Like, he's very handsome, obviously, but he could not carry a film on his own. He's not strong enough for it. He because he's neither a good actor nor charming and charismatic. So I was like, oh, then I didn't get my bin fixed. I'm very upset by this. So in that same sitting, I was like, I need some Vin. So we then watched Pitch Black. <laughs> <laughs> had you not seen Pitch Black before, or was this your first time seeing Pitch Black? I think I had seen little um, clips of it here and there, but I'd never seen the whole thing all the way mm-hmm. through. It was everything that I thought it would be because I love a monster. Um, I was surprised that the blonde lady died, but mm. I just loved. I I thoroughly enjoyed that stupid movie, and it's I like it's solid. Like it is generally liked by like many film critics, by like lots of fans of like sci-fi, lots of fans I mean, of sci-fi and horror. Like it's well liked. Is it predictable? 100%. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, you know, just Vin is just a murderer with a heart of gold. Um, the fact that the big twist was a person who you thought, <laughs> spoilers for Pitch Black, who you thought was a boy is actually a girl with her period <laughs> that puts everyone <laughs> in great peril was amazing. <laughs> and like, Vin knows because of intuition and or smelling abilities. Is he more man or animal? Who can tell? I mean, <laughs> he's a perfect mix of both. The and, perfect predator. Oh my gosh. So I was like, well, I'm glad I got Vin at least. So the next weekend, we watch uh, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Fuck yes. that's To me personally, that might be my favorite one. <laughs> really, I really enjoy Tokyo Drift. Um, it, it, it 
No one from any of the original films are in it at all. It is focusing on a whole new cast of people. Mm-hmm. It's the Karate Kid with cars. That's all it is, really. <laughs> yes. Like, it is a fish-out-of-water story. A kid's, like, in a new school, a new town, like, you know, doesn't speak the language. He makes one friend, and he's taught by a racing Mr. Miyagi how to drift cars. Jason. <laughs> Jason. A, I didn't realize it until the end of just, like, how nice it was to see Asian people as an Asian person. Because, <laughs> like... <laughs> there aren't many like mainstream American films with all Asian people. There's like five. (laughs) And so that was actually, I wasn't thinking about it until afterward. I was like, that was actually really nice. Um, In particular, Han. Sun Kang. Han has my heart forever. Jason, he's so cool. He's always eating. He's the cool. He's always having. He's always snacking. We find out later why he's always snacking in future films, which is great. But he's just—he willingly gives over a very expensive vehicle to a fucking dumb dumb white boy who then Mm -hmm. proceeds to destroy it and destroy other cars. You're so trusting and wealthy. I I just I loved him, and so. There are just going to be so many spoilers for this franchise right now. It's fine. Um, he committed crimes because he didn't care. Just for the fun of it. He's just so cool, Jason. When they fucking unceremoniously have him just die casually in a car accident, I was furious. I was not fast. But <laughs> I was furious. Because I was like, I literally, I turned to Zen. Because you see him in the car. His car's been flipped. You see his car get explode. And I just turned to Zen. And I was like, but he's not dead, right? With just the searching eyes of a child who's looking to their parent to be like, but no, it's going to be okay. Grandma's coming back, right? No. No. Gone. And I just could, I was like, but no. You can't, like, what? I just, I now understand what justice for Han means. <laughs> and I am 1,000% on board. Um, I, ju- I couldn't believe it. And I was heartbroken, Jason. Also, that movie, made, uh, like all of these movies, where the plot is so thin, it's insane. It did not make any sense. Like, this white boy was not involved I can't. I say that only because I can't remember his actual name. He was not involved with like the yakuza stuff going on, and yet he somehow has to like pay these debt. Like it doesn't make any sense. It's fine. <laughs> so I was introduced to love of my life, Han. I don't remember his last name. I don't know why he has so much money. It's all great. Oh, I'll say his last name. It's Solo. His name is Han Solo. I kid you not. Seoul, like Seoul, as in the city in Korea, in South Korea, dash O-H, like Sandro. Yes, his name is Han Solo. Jason, I didn't think I could be more in love with him. (laughs) But, like, now I am. I'll tell you, like, okay. So, you watch that, I fell in love, and then was heartbroken by the end of it. Then we go on to the fourth movie, which I don't even remember... It wasn't it's particularly really not good. memorable. It's, it's supposed not to be like... memorable in any way. And then 
Fast Five. We That's get their Avengers. That is their Avengers yeah. movie. Everyone's back together. Everyone's <laughs> under one back. Room. We got fucking The Rock is in it as the biggest asshole on the planet. <laughs> and they make him, they purposely make him, I can only assume, grow the most disgusting goatee I've ever seen. <laughs> because you have two large bald men running around and you have to be able to very easily differentiate between the two. And so I think that's why they made him grow the goatee, even though Vin Diesel is significantly shorter than him. But mm-hmm. They never allow that to be seen. Nope. They have them stand at angles and stuff so it looks like he is also six foot five or whatever yep. the fuck, even though he's <laughs> probably five foot ten, maybe five eleven on a good day. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Um, so The Rock is a jerk in that movie. Wasn't a fan. I don't even really remember it that well, even though I literally watched it last night. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we are introduced to, like, uh, is that the one we're introduced to, Elsa Pataki? I can't remember. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, so, and... It's so cruel because they keep, I can't remember if it was four or five where they have Han, because Vin Diesel comes in at the end of Tokyo Drift and you're just like, (laughs) holy fucking shit, yes. Yes, all day to this. He knows, oh my God, great. And so either four or five, they bring in Han for like the first nine minutes. And I I got so excited, Jason. I got so excited. And then he has to leave. And I was just like, it was like he died all over again. It was <laughs> cruel. Don't know what happened in four. Whatever. Five. Uh, what is the... Is five there hunting the guys because they think... Um, uh, oh, it's a corrupt businessman. You're just like, what? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Um, and then six... They, I, six I enjoyed because it's the it really is like the whole gang back together again. You find out Letty's actually alive. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy! But they did like a uh, an Avengers thing in that the movie before that at the end of Fast Five. They just like. Uh, have a post credit scene with Maria or Eva Mendez. Mm-hmm. Who's um, also in two. <laughs> yes. Um, I, it's just bananas. Um, and she's like, she throws down a file folder to the rock and it's fucking inside is a picture of Letty. And you're probably at that time, your brain is fucking blown. If you had seen it in theaters, which I regret not having done, but it's fine. And so six, oh, fucking Hobbs the Rock, he's bringing, like, they literally say, you have to put a team together, and my heart exploded with joy. So they bring in everybody. Oh, because Giselle is in five, which is great. Gal Gadot, Mm -hmm. in her greatest role ever, as, like, the coolest uh, um, former Mossad agent (laughs) who's amazing and also beautiful. And six was great because it's a big heist basically. And um, Luke Evans is so handsome and 
so getting to he- see his beautiful face around in his like cool go-kart little tank things that race around flips other cars that flip like a it's like a car spatula it's a yeah. go-kart spatula and it just whoop, it just flips them like burgers and it's great and then they bring in everybody because everyone has a different skill hans is hans skill is that he can like blend in anywhere I don't know. Sure. <laughs> he's just handsome. And I was so thrilled because he's like the first one they bring in. And I was thrilled. Which, by the way, this whole time I didn't mention, first brought, um, uh, Paul Walker's a cop. And then he goes rogue. Then he goes to the FD- FBI. Then he goes rogue again. Great. Now they're on the run. Amazing. Fucking Vin thinks Letty is dead. And, uh, and so he gets together with Chris Hemsworth's wife, and then, oh, no, Letty's alive. See ya, Elsa. Amazing, Jason. <laughs> and I just, so I'm watching Fast 6, and then, Jason, they had to go and kill Giselle. Granted, she had a glorious death where she, right before she dies, she gets to murder a man with a gun. <laughs> But then, and as soon as they talk about making plans of, because he, she and Han are together, which is the greatest They're couple. like the best couple. They're the best couple on That's the God's Eye on Planet. They're so cool. They're so chill. They're so down with anything. Ugh. And I, as soon as they talk about making plans and settling down and going to Tokyo together, I just looked at Zen and was like, oh, oh no. Because you and know she's you, not in Tokyo. You know she's going to die. And I was just like, God damn it. So I was just waiting the whole time. And poor Han was so heartbroken at the end of the movie. And I, my love for him is so true, Jason, that I want him to find love even if it's not with me. <laughs> and he that did. Is, that he is found the love, love in a hopeless honestly. place. Hashtag Rihanna. And... I was happy for him because at least it was an amazing woman. And then I know he has to go back to Tokyo all by himself. I was heartbroken for him. And it explains, you know, his detached nature. Yes. While in Tokyo, you know? 100%. He doesn't give a shit about fucking messing up cars. He has nothing anymore. He lost the love of his life and apparently he doesn't have a family because I don't know. <laughs> uh, it was just... It was. It's been a roller coaster ride. Mm-hmm. It's been great. Even the bad ones have been interesting. And also watching them because it started twenty years ago. Watching them get progressively like they look better mm-hmm. is interesting. And they had the first three movies have such crazy filters on them. It's so weird. Um, watching, I love the montages they do at the end of like the previous oh films. My God! And you said you haven't seen Seven yet, have you? No. Whew, get ready to get the Kleenex out because you're going to need it at the end of that movie. <gasps> oh my god, Jason. I, oh boy. So it's just, it's been so fucking fun and hilarious because the plots get thinner and thinner as we go along. Mm-hmm. Because, like, one time, of course, they're going after a microchip. Um, in the last one, they were going, what did they call it? God's Eye? Oh, no. In. In six with Luke Evans, they just say that he's there's like a, a weapon that can like um, shut down the like 
systems for like the national security or something. Mm-hmm. And like these guys, Luke Evans team, they're going after a component that they need. They just call it a component. <laughs> they don't even try to give it a name for a thing. Cause you're not there for that as an audience member. And I just laughed cause they say component. And then I was waiting for them to call it something else down the line and be specific about what it was. And they never did. They just keep calling it component. And even at the end of that movie, I can't, I don't even, it was something in like a classic, like bad guy, silver briefcase thing. I still could not tell you what that quote component was. Turn your brain off. No one's there for components and what the actual MacGuffin is. They're there for the, the, the bang, bang, the vroom, vroom and the boom, boom. All right. Like that's what they're there for. Listen, it, and in like six is bonkers, and it's the one where um, I think yeah, it's the one where <laughs> Letty is in Letty's in a car. Oh, she's on the tank because of course there's a tank on the open highway, and Vin is on a car, and they know shit's gonna explode. So he on opposite sides of the highway. He jumps and he catches her in midair uh-huh. and then they land in a car, in which case his spine would be shattered into a million pieces, but they're fine and they just share a loving glance and it's the height of cinema. <laughs> Move over, Citizen Kane. This is the best. One I, of my favorite moments in Six is uh, when I believe it's Han and Ludacris confront like a... Uh, yes part of Luke Evans' team in, like, the, uh, in the subway. And they both, oh, like, God, regard yes. each other, like, hey, do you actually know how to fight? No, I thought you did. <laughs> and, like, that's wonderful. Like, this is an action movie with two guys that don't know how to fight. I guess two people that know how to fight really, really well. No, it's two guys who don't know how to fight against one Asian man who, of course, has some right. arts. <laughs> and that guy, be- and, like, he's smaller than both of them. Um, and he beats the shit out of both of them, and they're all sweaty and a mess at the end. And at the end of the fight, um, no, it was Tyrese. It's, it's yes, Tyrese. Ty- it's Tyrese and uh, and Han, and um, Tyrese is just like nobody needs to know about this because they just got their asses <laughs> by one little guy. <laughs> Tyrese. Also, Oh, sorry. I was going to say, Tyrese is my favorite team member because he is the normal person. He has no discernible skill other than no. complaining. He thinks <laughs> that he's very charming, but he, whenever they send him in to do something, he never gets it done, which is nope. hilarious. In the first movies that he's in, his outfits are terrible, and it isn't until <laughs> six that he actually is dressed like a normal fucking human being. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also is the first to be like, guys, this is a terrible idea. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yes, he's and a he's normal person. 100% correct. This is a bad idea. And then the other team, the, everyone else gives a speech, and so he stays, and then, yeah, he just complains the whole time. It is wonderful. I love Roman, the character, so much. Oh, my God. Also, I very much need to talk about in Fast 6, when they're all getting the calls from Vin to be like, put getting the team together. You cut, everyone has gotten their money by this time because they pulled off this giant heist in five. Mm-hmm. Um, they're millionaires. They're all they're millionaires. millionaires at this yes. point. Um, and so they cut. So everyone's in their respective various places around the world. They call Ludacris. 
let me tell you something, Jason. I've never been particularly attracted to him. He was very, he's always pretty skinny. He is at like a beach somewhere and he has his shirt off and he did some fucking work between five and six. Cause he looks amazing. He <laughs> is like ripped and like beautiful. His skin looks perfect. Like he has a nice haircut. Zen and I were both just like, Oh, Oh, Oh. And both of us were like, we've, I've never been attracted to him. And she was like, me neither. But in this moment, Oh my God, he looked so good. I encourage you to go back and watch six because (laughs) it is very impressive. He can hold his own with all the other bodies on that set. Um, so can't wait for seven. And then I'm obviously going to have to watch like fate again. And just to like complete the series. Can't wait for, F9, which I don't know when is going to come out now because it had to be pushed because it was supposed to come out like, I think, this spring or April. Summer. Oh, God, Jason. I mean, it has worked to my advantage because I've been able to catch up in a very short amount of time that's probably unhealthy. Um, but. And 9 also harkens the return of Han, you know? I am, like, so into these movies, it's ridiculous. I don't know if it's because I'm in a weakened mental and emotional state, <laughs> but they have filled a void that I didn't know was there. And they're just, Oh, it's, it's great. It's so great. Just, just know that your love of Han is not, you're not alone in that. He is so beloved that they brought him back for three more movies and they changed the entire timeline of the series to fit him in. Yes. Like that's how much, that's how beloved he is. And that's how good of a character he is. Um, yeah, to the point that they're bringing him back to life for this new movie. They always, in like every movie ever since, they either bring him back and or and or they'll mention Tokyo. Yep. <laughs> and even when he's in the movies, he, they still talk about Tokyo. Love it. <laughs> Just to be like, yeah, no, guys, we know. We're, don't worry about it. We, we figure out the timeline. It's all fine. I believe in one movie, like, hey, are you ever going to make it to Tokyo? I'll get there eventually. Like... Don't fucking worry about it. Enjoy the ride. Okay. It's just so funny. And I appreciate it. Because also, like, I do appreciate that it's a diverse cast. Um, and there's always Asian guys. And that's really nice. I'm usually not attracted to Asian men. But, oh, boy, am I into them in these movies. <laughs> they even plopped a, an Asian guy when they're in supposed to be in Rio, which I thought was really funny. I just... I love it. I appreciate it. I can't wait to finish it all off and rewatch it. Especially because I've seen it out of order, it has kind of spoiled things for me. Like watching Fate really kind of threw things off and I knew kind of what was going to happen. But -hmm. it's still been really enjoyable. There's a t-shirt, a Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift t-shirt that I'm probably going to end up buying just because I like it a lot. (laughs) I've been looking at uh, Justice for Han, weird random merchandise online. <laughs> you, you're a prominent member on several I... Reddit message boards. <laughs> I am president of a fan club. I've just, it, they've really helped me get through this quarantine. <laughs> a lot. I loved these movies. Oh, unironically. <laughs> They've been great. 
I'm glad that you've come to see the lights. I'm glad you've come to enjoy these films and, and to watch them and to become a fan of them. Oh, man. So good. Um, I don't know if I have much else that could hold up to the epic undertaking Sorry. that you did. I just basically monologued for a while. No, it's okay. Um, yeah, I don't have any questions to ask of it other than... I don't have any questions to ask. I love and enjoy these movies as bad as they are. I know exactly why you've come to them mm-hmm. <laughs> and what you find enjoyable about them because I find the same things enjoyable. Oh, I will say what's interesting is uh, they're all rated <laughs> for like one through four. They're all rated in like on Rotten Tomatoes. Not that that necessarily means anything like in like the thirties in terms of percentiles, the rock joins fast five and it goes up to 77%. He is a franchise rejuvenator, but yeah, I mean, to be fair, I, what saved that series, that film series, is three. Three brought yeah. new eyes to the, to the product, new eyes to that franchise, and that gave them enough interest to, like, you know, maybe we should do part four, you know, reuniting the original cast. Um, and three was made by uh, Justin Lin, who went on to, you know, direct several other parts of that franchise mm-hmm. and, like, you know, other big-budget movies as well. Um, but that movie doesn't get made, weirdly enough, without MC Hammer. Um, he funded Justin Lin's first, like, you know, major release film um, called Better Luck Tomorrow, which is about, like, you know, uh, high school students in Los Angeles, and it's, like, an all-Asian cast. Oh, cool. Um, and it's about, like, you know, the the difficulties that high-performing students go through and, like, some of, like, the bad things that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really good. It's all in black and white. Um, and it is the first appearance of the character Han Solo. Um, he is in what? that movie as a character. Wait, what is it called again? <laughs> Better luck tomorrow. Writing this down. Um, and it's a really good movie, a very good independent film. But because that movie was so good, um, he was offered the job to direct a Fast and Furious movie. Mm-hmm. And in the opening of that film, you will see Lucas Black flying into Tokyo, coming down the escalator, and behind him is like a wall of posters. Like, why is MC Hammer on these posters in Japan? Because he's giving a shout out to his bro that funded his movie and made the Fast and Furious series (laughs) revived. That's hilarious (laughs) and kind of nice. Oh my god. Yeah, because he directed yeah, Tokyo Drift and then he did four and five and six. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and yeah, he's done a bunch, and now he's doing nine. He did nine. Which is why Han's back, baby. Yes. <laughs> um, and presumably one other handsome Asian man, because that's what they do every time. Um, <laughs> yeah, because like in the in five, when it's The Rock and his like team of you know military whatevers, there's a handsome Asian guy, and I was just like, great. And supposedly there's a quote rumored Fast and Furious 10 that he's also rumored to be directing. Okay. But yeah, um, what else, what, what do I have for you that could compare to that? <laughs> Nothing really, but... Um, Sorry, I should have waited till the end. No, totally fine. Um, I'll bring up a movie that I really enjoyed, uh, mm-hmm. that I watched um, very recently. Uh, Ready or Not, uh, currently on your HBO streaming platform of choice, whether it be Go or Max, or now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it is it is the version of Knives Out that I wanted. 
Oh, interesting. Um, it is very character heavy as opposed to focusing on like an event, really focusing on like, you know, these wacky casts of rich white people. Oh, it's like a super violent Knives yes. Out. Oh, yeah, because my, my man Christian Brune is in it, I believe. Oh, I love him. Um, but yeah, the, the premise of the film being that uh, a young woman played by, uh, what's her name? Uh, not Emma Watson. Samara Weaving? Samara Weaving, yeah, Hugo Weaving's daughter. Um, she joins this family through marriage, and anyone that joins the family through marriage has to play a game on their wedding night. Uh, it just so, so happens weird. that she chooses... Uh, the game. The family is like a gaming <laughs> dynasty. They made all their money through, like, you know, board games and whatnot. Mm, interesting. Um, so in order to join the family, you have to play a game. She just so happens to choose the one game where in which the player has to die called... Uh, it's just called Hide and Seek. Uh, and their version of Hide and Seek uh, involves the death of the hider. So it is an all-out crazy night where in which they're trying to capture and kill this young woman that just joined the family. And it is... But what about whoever her husband was going to be wasn't he like oh no maybe don't he had my future wife if he had those reservations he'd have told her when they first started dating um he which he didn't he let this go all the way up until like the night of their wedding he informed her of none of this at all (laughs) so what were the other games regretful of it the game could be anything it could be chess or checkers or pinochle it's all random as far as the game could have picked checkers yep and would not have died oh boy uh (laughs) but um but no it's very funny um it is violent um but samara weaving is awesome and i feel like it's not a samara weaving weaving movie until she gets beaten up throughout the course of it every movie i've seen she gets like really maimed she's like bruce willis in like his early like action career (laughs) like he will survive towards the end, but man, does he get beat up along the yeah. way. Um, it was very enjoyable. It was not pretentious. It's very much wears its, like, you know, its colors on its sleeve as being, like, this violent, funny movie. Um, Adam Brody's in it, and it's very funny in it as well. Um, just playing a Weasley guy, as he does. Um, yeah, it came out last year to good acclaim. Like, it got pretty good reviews. Um, it made some good money at the box office. And came out like a couple months before Knives Out. I would definitely suggest them as a paired viewing. Um, mm. It definitely they work well together as far as like the characters and the setting. Um, but as a personal experience, like I just enjoy this more than Knives Out. <laughs> like I think this is what I wanted. I wanted more time with weird, rich, crazy people. Um, is it kind of like an action horror movie? Uh, not really horror. Um, yeah. just more like an action movie where in which people get cut up and blown up and stuff. Yeah, I was really excited because Christian Brune from Orphan Black, um, and who is also sometimes on Comedy Bang Bang, um, is in it, and I got excited. But then I saw how incredibly violent it was going to be, and I was sad because it meant I couldn't see it, or at least I just <laughs> have to wait until it was streaming so I could mute probably three quarters of it mm-hmm. um but i'm glad it was good if yeah, you so want to see i will if you want to see tomorrow even punch a child in the face well you can watch this movie <laughs> and see that happen knock a child out cold i mean <laughs> it wasn't what i was looking for but who knows maybe it's what i need um but yeah ready or not currently streaming on your hbo platform of your choosing Nice. Um, the only other thing I watched was the first episode of Space Force. 
I also watched some episodes of Space Force. I only watched the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I enjoyed it. I think if I had never seen, I, there were so many, they were really um, promoting it heavily. And so, or at least to me, they were. Um, so I feel like a lot of the funny bits from the trailer were part of the episode. So it wasn't a surprise anymore, which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think I would have found it funnier if I had never seen it. Um, but it was a perfectly fine first episode. I'm excited to see how it goes. Um, the standouts for me, uh, were Tawny Newsom and my boy Ben Schwartz. Mm-hmm. Um, cause A, I love him. B, uh, Tawny Newsom, I've known about for years cause she was on Bajillion Dollar Properties with Paul F. Tompkins and, um, it's the show that Kulap Blysock mm-hmm. uh, wrote and she's often on comedy bang bang. And um, I actually saw her do Paul F. Tompkins show a uh, live show spontaneous nation when that was still a podcast. Um, and even though she's not in it for long, she has excellent facial expressions. And so when she's flying that helicopter and trying not to be embarrassed about the fact that she is in Space Force. I really felt for her. Um, but yeah, I generally liked it, and it's fun to see um, John Malkovich in a TV show. It's very interesting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I hope it gets better. Um, I'll definitely check out a couple more episodes at least. Um, but what did you think? I enjoyed it. Um, I The thing I enjoyed most, I think, is the way John Malkovich and uh, Steve Carell play off of each other. Yeah. Um, I like the way that the characters are so very much polar opposites where Steve Carell is a, uh, you know, a staunch military man and, uh, John Val- Malkovich, a man of reason, mm-hmm. um, and science and just those characters playing off each other and just the actors playing off each other too. I just never imagined okay. I would see them in the same space, Not at like all. doing the same project. It's um, a real Brittany Snow, Dave Bautista situation. <laughs> I'm just like, I didn't think I'd see those two together, but cool. Let's go on this adventure. Um, people are, I don't know, like, I saw just one very scathing review of it, like, this is so tone deaf in this time, like, this is just a workplace comedy. Essentially, that's what it is. Yeah, 100%. Just a very, like, kind of, like, high, not necessarily high stakes, but just, like, uh, instead of it being, like, a paper company, it's just very, it's, like, millions of dollars. Yeah, like, hey, they're dealing with government budgets. Yeah. Billion dollar budgets, and, like, just the comedy of someone having to Try to get a project done, a simple goal. Let's put people in space, but for the stupid goal, like let's put them. Why are you putting the military in space? Yeah. Like it's just, it's funny. It is enjoyable, um, and I don't know why the review is so uh, butthurt. I don't know. That thing, that's the word I want to use. That's the word I want to use. Yeah. Why are they so butthurt about it? Like it's there are so many more pressing things in this time than to be angry about space for. <laughs> yeah. If anything, it's something to kind of just lighten, you know, your day a little bit and lift your emotions up a little bit because it's just an easy, funny thing. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but Greg Daniels, who wrote the show, or one of the, the producers of the show, him along with Steve Carell, mm-hmm. Greg Daniels has two shows on uh, streaming platforms now. Um, Upload on Amazon and uh, you know Space Force on Netflix. So look at this guy being busy and still, you know, commanding uh, television comedy. <laughs> what is Upload? Oh, um, I believe we talked about it previously on the show. Uh, Upload uh, is... A show starring uh, one of your favorites, Robbie Amell, uh, cousin of Stephen Amell. Oh, um, Jesus Christ. 
but the premise of the show being that oh yeah when you die there's an afterlife and it's kind of just you're in a computer server uh talking with other you know brains that have been uploaded to this computer server and like hey it it, it is very reminiscent of the good place uh in terms of like you know an afterlife where anything is possible i can't i i did not know that was his brother his cousin his cousin, all right. His cousin. <laughs> Fucking nepotism <laughs> at play here. Ugh. Also, for the longest time, I definitely thought that dude's name was Arnell, not Amel. Because <laughs> apparently I can't read. It names look like RNs. Ugh. It's a I, somehow, Amel, I like less. So that's even a greater disappointment. Ugh. Ugh. He will always haunt you. <laughs> yes, he will. Like an arrow. Now. It's over. It's done. Yeah, that's right. It is. <laughs> Who won? <laughs> <sighs> Anyways, do you have anything else? I don't have anything else. Uh, yeah, there's there's uh, a few other things I can talk about here. Give it to me. Um, but, 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 uh, I can talk about two more things. I think one thing I've been watching and I've really been enjoying. Uh, in not, I wouldn't say they did this in response to uh, Michael Jordan, the documentary, The Last Dance. Mm-hmm. Um, they, this was absolutely planned. It just so happened they came out at the same time. If anything, ESPN jumped the gun because they were planned to release this in the fall, but they're like, "Well, fuck it. Like <laughs> we have nothing else to show." But I've been watching on WWE Network. Uh, Undertaker, The Last Ride uh, is chronicling the last days, quote-unquote, of the very famous and very popular wrestler, The Undertaker, a.k.a. Mark Calloway. Is he still alive? Oh, he's still alive. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, And it is very interesting because he famously doesn't do interviews, doesn't really break character, doesn't let anyone in his world, per se. Um, So it's just like, oh, wow, like, what is your life like? Like, what what is your world like? And it's very interesting to see that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, like so this is your wife, these are your kids, and like, you know, this is this is how people treat you backstage and it's just like, oh wow, it's it's kind of really interesting to like to see him be a dude. Like, oh, you seem like a fun dad. Like, oh nice. That is like the the uh, the energy you give off. Um but it's also a story of a man that is addicted to his job. Oh. Like this is a guy that can't let go. Like every episode, you just think like, "Well, this is the retirement match, right?" Uh, nope, it didn't go the way I wanted to. Like he's looking for the perfect game. Oh yeah, he's not ending. a young man. He's about fifty three now, I believe. 54. Holy shit! And he's been doing this character since he was about twenty three, twenty five, or something like that. Oh, like okay. it's been about thirty years of this, and it's just like whoa man like no one, and that's the thing no one does a character for that long no one sustains that for that long so he is yeah. singular in that respect so it's just very interesting to see this but also interesting to see like you love this maybe a bit too much like yeah. you're sacrificing your body for this you know for 30 years and you can leave and walk away anytime you want to but it's just you're looking for this perfect scenario, like where the weather's just right and the crowd was just right, and like you know you did every move perfectly, and it's just like you you can't have that necessarily. And I don't know if that's the thesis of this documentary series, mm. but that's what I am pulling from it. It's like you, you can't always have perfection, and sometimes you just have to enjoy 
the overall picture. Like the, what you've created over the 30 years has been amazing. Yeah. And anyone would be able to just say like, Hey, that's a career call, call that an ending. But for him, it's like every instance matters rather than the whole picture. So it's just interesting to see that play out for this one man. Um, excuse me. Uh, why do you think now he kind of allowed the cameras to follow him and stuff? Did something change? No, he truly thought in 2017 that it was going to be his last match. Oh, okay. Like, it was like, you know what? I think this is it. You know, my hips been hurting me. I'm, you know, I'm 50. Like, yeah. I think this is what I want. I think I want to go out on this one. And this is like, to to do this match and to lose this match is going to put over this next big, huge rising star and, like, this will give him, like, a huge, you know, rub in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And to him... A classic rub in the right direction. <laughs> to use the parlance of the build. Yeah, of the that, business. Com- that common phrase, <laughs> a rub in the right direction. Um, you wanted to put him over, uh, essentially, like, you know, make him yeah. a star. And it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm, I can't wait to do this and help this guy out. But to him... His performance in that match was one where it's like this is this is piss poor. I I'm slow. I'm fat. Like this is like all this self conscious is coming into play. And I get it, Undertaker. Same. <laughs> <laughs> and to anyone watching, it's like no, that was like decent. That, that was a decent match, but decent isn't good enough for him. Yeah. And your body can't keep up with your mind. It's like, yeah. dude, you're 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 not 25 anymore. <laughs> like you can't move the same way that you wanted to. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, uh, the series is ongoing. Uh, they are about three episodes down. Oh wow! Uh, I believe, and no one knows how long it's going to be. Actually, like people assume, maybe six episodes. I guess. Huh. Um. So it's kind of a man coming to terms with his mortality. <laughs> it very much is. <laughs> Oof, that's tough, man. <laughs> man. Um. So yeah, I, I'm enjoying it. It is ongoing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe they're going to take a break for a period of time to just kind of elongate things, and because. We got nothing else going on, really. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's I've I've watched it. I'm enjoying it. Um. If you have the network, watch it. It's it's really something. And you you said he genuinely, uh, seems like a kind of a nice, good dude. He genuinely seems that way. Like in his like approach to fans and his approach to like you know, like the doctors working him with him, like you know, like on his hip. It's like he has like such a nice rapport with them. Like the nurse who doesn't know who the hell he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And she's asked like, "So you had have you had any surgeries before?" And he just chuckles like really hard and long. <laughs> what haven't I had worked on? Let me tell you. He's like <laughs> half machine at this point. Yeah, he like just like shoots down like the list of things that he's had worked on. Like oh, uh, had my had my eye sockets blown out. Like what? What does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> I am not sure. Like Are, you know? were his sockets too big at some point, and now <laughs> there's a chance that his little eyeballs can pop out if someone just like hits him in the back of the head. <laughs> you know, it's just like a back slap, and then just his eyes just like, oh, my eyes are like, oh, I gotta shove them back in now. Oh god! Like it's just like very. This funny. is unsanitary. Oh no! <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. Oh god! <laughs> Not again! Like Don't look friend, at me. His friend's wedding. <laughs> uh, just two eye patches on. Uh. <laughs> Jesus, that's nuts. But, like, the way he interacts with, like, you know, like, a, a co-worker's wife and just, like, you know, sitting her down, like, let's have a beer together, let's talk, you know, like, and just, like, oh, that's, like, really cute. 
Um, like he's like really excited to like you know meet like his coworkers' kids and stuff like that. Oh. Like it's like oh that's that seems he seems like a genuinely nice dude. Hmm. Um, how tall is he? About six ten. I looked him up on Wikipedia just to kind of put a face to a name, and mm-hmm. it said his weight was like three hundred and nine pounds or something. I was like, wait, <laughs> how tall must one be to be that? To distribute Wait, that well, <laughs> like, six foot ten, about six ten, seven feet. You know, about that tall. Oh my god! Yeah, that's. Cr- I didn't realize he was that big. How does he? I, what What is the height of the average like WWE wrestler guy? Uh, these days, anywhere from about like five eight to six two. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see him <laughs> go up against the guy who's five foot eight and have and have to pretend to lose. <laughs> it has happened. Like, and that's the beauty of the game, you know. Oh, like, man. where I mean, David I guess can beat Goliath. That low center of gravity helps, I guess. <laughs> and you can't move like you used to, you know. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's I did not realize he's that big. That's even just like that much harder on his body because you're your frame has to like keep up so much. Yeah. All and, like your, your heart, like, Oh my heavens. Yeah. That's crazy. Not, not an easy career. Not easy to do for 30 years, but no, just shows you how different it can be when you're, when you know what's going to happen to you and you can call all the shots that are going to happen in the ring, as opposed to like someone violently slamming into you on a football field. It's like, eh, no, I know I'm going to hit them at about this many times in a match. Yeah. So I can, call how much damage I want to take on a nightly basis. Jesus. Um, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Was he a wrestler that you enjoyed watching? Oh, yeah, tons. He's, like, you know, consistently in everyone's, like, list of favorites. Like, he's hmm. just... Because he's been around for so long and his, like... While he's remained as the same character, the character's taken on various permutations from, like, hmm. you know, an undead zombie to, like, an American biker badass. <laughs> <laughs> To you know, he's a real he's a real JoJo. He's just always just <laughs> every changing. every time he's different. You know, he changes a lot. Um, so yeah, he he has certainly uh, evolved with you know mm-hmm. the nature of the of the business. So that's enjoyable. Um, do you have a favorite wrestler? Um, it changes consistently. Um, oh really? I, I would say that like you know, as far as like top favorites. Uh, probably The Rock and like Stone Cold of that because that, that's the era I grew up watching wrestling. Yeah, so, I remember uh, seeing a lot of kids wearing uh, Stone Cold Steve. Is it like something with like three sixteen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I remember seeing all sorts of, like kids at the mall like wearing those shirts. It a was a hot style for thirteen year olds at the oh, time. Oh boy, yeah, it was. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Stone Cold, The Rock, Shawn Michaels. These guys are like you know the really good performers that are able to connect to a large audience. What is it about them in particular that made you like them? Uh, the fact that they, not that they did, won all the time, they didn't, mm. but it's, you know, the struggle, the adversity, like, you know, what does it take to get to the top? Like, how cool is your character? Like, oh, this guy is just like, you know, the rocks, his character is basically, I am a fun sports bully. <laughs> like... <laughs> I wear expensive shirts and I talk really fast and I have great catchphrases. Stone Cold's mm-hmm. like whole thing was like, "Oh, like you know, I'm the working man who's rebelling against his boss." Okay. Like 
Shawn Michaels, it's hard to put into words what he was. Kind of a gigolo. Um, <laughs> I think he'd be my favorite. I'm looking <laughs> him up right now. Shawn Michaels. Like, but also, you know, like flamboyant and like uh, very t- gifted in the ring insofar as like you know, his ability to move and, you know, perform moves and whatnot. I remember his, he looks familiar. I think I remember like seeing photos of him. He's a handsome, he was a handsome fella. Yeah, he's totally bald now because time Aww. catches up with everyone. <laughs> I'm not a fan of a mullet. It's a very <laughs> long mullet, but like I can totally see that he looks like a like a cowboy gigolo. Yes, that was basically his character. What are you? I don't know. <laughs> That's amazing, and I love it. But there are so many people of that time that I love, you know, and so many people now that I really enjoy, and mm. you know. Um, it's not as big as it used to be, but it's different. It is the one quote-unquote sport that is enduring in these corona times. Like, they still have shows live every week, like, and maybe they shouldn't be. Maybe yeah. people deserve it, uh, an opportunity to rest and not do this. Yeah. But, and that's, you know, uh, company-wide and across the two major companies right now, it's like, hey, if you don't want to be here, you don't have to be here. We're not telling you to come in. But you're starting to see like people being punched for that somewhat, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, well, you don't want to come in? Well, give us back this thing, or you're not going to be on TV when you come back. It's like, Jeez. you can't say one thing and then do the other. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Do the wrestlers, um, I guess they and their team or whoever, do they get to come up with their own backstories and stuff? Uh, it's a collaborative effort, effort in the sense that, yes, you are you know coming up with your character you're pitching the idea for your character hmm. but that will be worked through like you know writers and also like the final say goes off with like the head of the company basic man in this case yeah uh hmm. if it's in wwe and like you know the other major company right now aw it's like hey you got an idea yeah well just do it <laughs> like we're not gonna stop you we trust in you as a creative individual and performer hmm. to figure it out like hmm. we'll see what you come up with and have you liked those characters so far? Or could they yeah. use a little bit of fine-tuning? No, I think they're doing a great job as far as defining themselves. Uh, the company is about, like, nine... Not the company, but, like, its presence on television is about nine months at this point. Mm-hmm. They've introduced quite a few new individuals that I've never seen before or mm-hmm. really established people that, like, deserved a national spotlight. Um, yeah, and people who have been around for a long time have, like, found new life or, like, you know, found a new way to express themselves and their characters. So it's like, yeah, this is what happens if you give very creative people the reins and you trust in them enough to not mess things up, as opposed to trying to literally control and micromanage every single little thing about a person. It's like, let's have this naturally happen and see what can come of it. Hmm. Um, Last question. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you... Like, if you were to be a wrestler, do mm-hmm. you have an idea of, like, what your spec story would be and or your wrestler name? Jesus Christ, no. <laughs> like, you I never, like, know. thought about it, even as a kid? As a child, maybe, but I don't really remember any of those things to, like, put oh. in the context. Like, God, what, what like, I don't know, like, in, in those games, like, when you create a wrestler or something like that, it's like, I just want to have cool pants. Like, <laughs> I want cool pants and cool moves. Cool like... Pants. <laughs> Like my backstory, mm, I want to be the best. That's what I want to be. The, I want to be the best guy. I mean, that's a good point. Like the costumes are like a legit thing 
at least it seems on the surface. Mm-hmm. They're so defining. Because The Rock yeah. always wore like a very tight black t-shirt, right? Uh, yeah, tight black t-shirts or like very colorful, like Versace looking shirts. God bless um, <laughs> and, and the thing is like nowadays, like for like, a character, like it's just an extended version of yourself kind of. Mm, okay. Like, hey, you turned up to like 10. Mm. And it's great that more and more people are able to like express that. It's like, hey, are you a guy that like loves dinosaurs? Yes. <gasps> what if your character was just a guy that loves dinosaurs? And are you single? Because <laughs> I also like dinosaurs. There are three guys currently who <gasps> love dinosaurs, and they are a like stable of like tag team partners. I'll take all three. <laughs> One of them is Luke Perry's son. Um... <laughs> what? <laughs> what is his name? Uh, Jack Perry. He goes under the ring name Jungle Boy. Oh, well, that's... Oh, boy. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> it's not... I don't know what I expected, but it wasn't that. <laughs> um, interesting. Oh, so, yeah. all elite wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in your opinion, what would cool pants look like? Oh, man. You gotta have, like, you know, a couple, like, lightning bolts on them. Uh, I gotta what, have what's the base color? Base color um, would probably be like a maroon. Uh, uh, fabric? What fabric are we talking here? Um, we're talking. We're talking long pants. We're not talking tights. You know, we're talking long pants. Okay. Um, we're talking uh, like a lycra-ish material. Nothing like a velveteen. That, we're not doing that. Okay. Um, we're talking so like gray. A, a lycra material. We're talking okay. like you know base color maroon. We're talking like white accents, white or oh. gray accents. You okay, know? I like uh, it. Preferably lightning bolts. I mean, we'll start with that. The boots. I like it. Also, Maroon, all right? They have, like, oh. like, like, a kick pad situation happening over that, all right? Oh, it's a, a kick pad situation. So it's, like, to protect your shin from, mm-hmm. like, being hurt. I want the most protection on my knees and my shins. That's what we're going for. Okay. okay? So, um, tall, so tall boots. Tall boots. Tall, boots, tall maroon right. boots. Will your pants be tucked into the boot? Oh, absolutely. All right? Okay. They're not draping over, all right? They'll be okay. tucked into the boots, all right? Um, and we've got, like, black pads over the maroon boots, okay? Okay. Like, that's, what, that's what I'm going for. That's, like, the look and security that I'm trying to find in this. Are world. they, like, the lace-up, like, boxer boots? Or are um, they, like, military boots? They're, like, lace-up, like, like, a wrestling Are they boot, kinky like- boots? <laughs> <laughs> Do they go up your thighs a little bit for <laughs> ultimate protection? Uh, Joefor uh, is my, you know, my 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 tailor, uh, and he's made my kinky boots for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, but no, um, yeah, that that would be my my base maroon outfit. Pants, maroon boots. Would the would there be a slight difference in color of the maroon so you could easily distinguish between where the pants end and the boots begin? Oh, yes, because of okay. the kick pad. You'll, it'll be quite simple to see. I'll get some drawings up. Don't worry. I, I, I need to look up what a kick pad is. Kick pad. Uh, 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 shoe? What do I? Uh, just put kick pad boot. Kick pad. And it should show you exactly what you're looking for. Boot. Um, oh, Okay. Interesting. Well, yeah, but uh, just I guess furthermore, the world of wrestling is weird right now because of uh, coronavirus and COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, WWE has released about forty uh, wrestlers, forty uh, talent. Oh. Um, and they are just in the world with nothing to do at the moment. Oh no. Uh, some of them are definitely going to be picked up by their competition, mm. and some of them are just like on the indies now. But it's just very interesting that in this time, uh, in order to save money and to 
like nothing is safe. <laughs> like people who you think you know are pretty well off as far as like financially are like, hey, hey, no more paychecks for you. And also, you can't really go anywhere like on an independent circuit because you can't have those shows. You can't have people like in a place oh, yeah. gather per se. Like they're doing wrestling shows on television, but two people in a ring alone in oh, like you know weird. a studio. Yeah. <laughs> Like, there's no fans, there's no cheering, so it's, like, a very awkward experience. Yeah. And... Is it less enjoyable for you to watch because of that? Massively. (laughs) Yeah, I would think so. So much of it seems like the environment and the atmosphere and, like, the shared experience of it all. Mm -hmm. And, like, if you don't have... Like, the crowd is the third person that's there in the scenario. Yeah, it'd be, like, the equivalent of, like, a band putting on a concert without an audience. It'd be really weird. Yeah. It's yeah. like this. They're very good at playing this music, but like right. I kind of want to be able. I don't want to sing alone at home with <laughs> <laughs> with this band. It's like you want to be able to like see the crowd's reaction to a thing that's said or a move that's done. Mm. And when that's not there, it just feels like, oh, okay, that was a cool yeah. move that was done. Like it doesn't resonate as much with me and personally. Yeah, I'm sure it's not as fun for the wrestlers either. Oh yeah, because oh. you, you need to feed off that energy. Yeah, to, like, you know, really produce good, great work. I think. Yeah. Um, follow up question about the outfit mm-hmm. uh, because I like what you picked as a fan of both lightning bolts and the color maroon mm-hmm. um, are we talking big lightning bolts or like are they just on like the side instead of a stripe it's like a big lightning bolt like what are we we're talking like big lightning bolts you know like we're talking like you know big. several large ones on the side oh. of the hand okay I you like know it. and like are, you, are we going shirtless um in an ideal world, sure. Personally, okay. no. I'd like to have a shirt on. There are lots of wrestlers that wrestle with shirts on, okay? It's a new world. Okay. Um, <laughs> Listen, whatever you're comfortable with, is there going to be any accoutrement? Is there anything on the head? Are there any... No head. Is no there head any gear. jewelry, bracelets, armbands, no, nothing? No jewelry to be worn at Just all. Just those hot maroon lightning hot pants. Hot maroon lightning pants. Yes. All right? Okay. Got our elbow pads on. We've got our our fingers wrapped up, nice and tight. Cool. So you, don't, you don't pop Badass. any joints. Oh, you know? oh god! <laughs> oh, I didn't think about that. That's horrifying. And we've got our wrists taped. All right. Okay. Safety is is top of the the board for me. Okay. That is that is your wrestler guy. Is just, <laughs> he's like a Captain OSHA. <laughs> <laughs> he's just really into everyone, like having good good time but staying safe that would actually be excellent any ladder match would would just absolutely be <laughs> no you gotta get you gotta get down hey someone has to be on the other side of this ladder to footing, it, footing all right? the ladder. <laughs> you gotta foot that ladder okay where's your hard hat where's your hard hat? <laughs> there could be flying debris who wears your goggles <laughs> that would actually be a very fun character <laughs> interesting okay so maybe your only accoutrement are a clipboard and some safety goggles. <laughs> that is entirely possible. Uh, um, I think we found your new career when all this is over. And see, that's that's a wrestling character. What is most paramount to you? Extend that to the world. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of wrestling, you just make everyone do trust falls. Like, yeah. <laughs> Jack, you are laughing now, but understand that this is like a really good basis <laughs> for a wrestling character. Captain Osha. There is so much that can be done with it. Vince <laughs> McMahon, give me a call. I got other ideas. Uh, 
Oh, well, I like it. I look forward. I would like to see some drawings of this fellow. (laughs) I'd love to, if I had any type of uh, Martha Stewart-esque skill, I would make you that outfit myself. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, God. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Um, well, that's, that's it. Cause we're not doing assignments, which thank God. And the number I legit was like three times. was like, oh, I didn't do an assignment. And then I realized we didn't have to. And just, yeah. the, wave, the waves of relief that I felt. It has been suspended for yeah. the time being. Oh, it was great. <laughs> Until things get back to normal. Just exploring what we like. All right. Don't challenge yourselves. There's enough going on in the world. Totally. Um, well, thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. Um, you know where to find us on Instagram or on our podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, these are tough times. Please stay safe. Yes. Uh, and, you know. Watch en- out for each other. Watch out for each other. Enjoy the time that you have. Yep. Thank you. Bye. Bye, y'all. Bye.